Hello, beautiful. Yes, you. I'm talking about you. <laughs> Happy New Year, motherfucker. My name is David Michael. And I'm Michael Carter. And we are... Healing Deja Vu. <laughs> That's it. All right, so let's let's just get it out of the way. So we we recorded this episode already, and we had some technical issues, and the whole episode was lost. No, we didn't have technical issues. The fucking service that we were using failed. Okay. And on your side, I just like to point out. I mean, I was going to be nice <laughs> and just leave it as we had issues, but I, I'm, I have no problem pointing the finger at you. <laughs> it wasn't me. I couldn't have done anything. The fucking, my audio cut out midway. The weird thing, though, is you heard me. We had a conversation for a full 45 minutes, and it just, when I downloaded the audio, it was missing. Yeah, I got to be honest. I just wait for you to stop talking. I don't know what you're saying, and then I jump in, so I just figured you were letting me roll with it. <laughs> <laughs> no, it worked. So with that, I want to talk about the word deja vu. All right. This is amazing because everybody, you know how it's used. Everybody uses it. But the di dictionary definition of it is the illusion of having previously experienced something that is actually being encountered for the first time. Right? Mm -hmm. That's one view. The second under the same dictionary definition is the sense of having the sense of feeling having previously experienced something that has been experienced before. <laughs> so it's letting, it can be either. Okay. So, all right. So still, still a valid comment. Although I love, I love the thought. I don't know if you read the, or watch now, cause there's a series on Amazon, the, uh, the wheel of time. No, I haven't show. watched it. It's a, it's based on a Robert Jordan book. And uh, the fucking books are super long, like 1,600 pages each, like ridiculous. Like it's a commitment to even like want to get involved in the series. But I read the first couple and then he died. And then I'm like, oh, fuck, I'm not going to waste my time on the rest of them. And I never did. And then the series came out. Anyways, the whole concept of the Wheel of Time is that like everything kind of happens in circles. Like you go through this lifetime and they happen to be like 3,000 year circles. So like, you know, every 3,000 years, everything repeats itself, which is interesting. Well, for us, it's every about 12 hours. <laughs> so our wheel All of right, time so, is so how do, much shorter. How do, how do we have fun with this? Fucking, hey, Michael, how was your New Year's? I'll pretend like I don't already know. Yeah, we'll see what happens. Like, jump in where you want. Ruin endings if you wish, but let's, uh, let's go through it. So, And thankfully, we do keep this list outside of this software, which is good. So we're basically going to re-go down that list, and uh, hopefully uh, David will say something, and I'll react like it's the first time I've ever heard it. I'll say something, and David will do the same. But literally, the only thing that's changed from when I last talked to you was I went to see Spider-Man. <laughs> oh, you finally went to yeah, see it? because I'm in the same oh, clothes okay. I, in my pajamas <laughs> I had on this morning. I changed, showered, went to the movie, came home. My pajamas are back on. So <laughs> that's the only thing that's changed. Uh, so all right well what did you think of the movie um, without ruining it because it's still new enough yeah. to where i guess you don't want to spoil it i liked it a lot i think um marvel just does things so much better than dc and it's oh yeah even the little yeah. things as an example and this doesn't ruin anything dr strange is talking about his palace and he's giving all these reasons oh it's been around for this many years and this is what's happened and this is what it's used for and he's like, and they filmed one episode of The Equalizer in the 80s. It's little things like that, that DC's mm -hmm. view is always, everything always needs to be so fucking dark all the time. Mm 
that just the little things like a throwaway joke like that in the middle of him explaining his his uh his dungeon is hilarious. So Yeah. The um think about it this way. So this project, and by project I mean all these movies, were greenlit like 15, 20 years ago. A bunch of people had to sit down in a room and go, all right, we're gonna commit a billion dollars over the next 20 years. Um, and we're gonna get it's probably more. I don't even know what the cost of all of these movies they're are. Obviously, they're million making, each. yeah. So they're they're making so it's more than a billion dollars, mm-hmm. right? They're they're making money hand over fist, so obviously it's paying for itself. But that is such a gamble, right? Because they had to plan out how all of these different stories are going to interact with one another, right? This is going to lead to this. And oh, by the way, if you watch Hawkeye, you get a little bit that's going to prep a movie that's going to come out in July. If you watch, um, fuck, what was the other one? with Loki, which was awesome. Like that's going to set up the multiverse. Like all of that stuff was pre-planned. That to me, as someone who manages very large projects, is is where like the genius of of Marvel comes in. They had to really put a lot of people and minds together to plan out a big, massive, massive story arc that, I mean, think about it. It's like the comic books of the 80s, right? You know, Thor is going to have a crossover with X-Men and a crossover with Spider-Man. Like they're, But they're doing that on a billion-dollar level with movies. So that's crazy. Yeah, and, you know, like maybe Kevin Feige missed his calling. Maybe he should have been one of those detectives, those old-school detectives that put all the shit on the wall. Because I have to imagine he has a photo of, like, Spider-Man and then, like— yarn to thor and then another piece of yarn to like iron man like you see in those old movies like how are these all gonna tie people try to put the whole story together it's fucking amazing um yeah the the sheer magnificent like it's just the 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 size of this whole thing just absolutely blows my mind and the fact that they're able to pull it off and then leave room for incorporating things that are happening in 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 the world around us into these movies as they're kind of flowing through it and making them, which is amazing. Yeah. And it's all, it all started with John Favreau and Iron Man in, in John Favreau, I trust, which leads yeah, to no Boba Fett, right? So Boba Fett oh, just yeah. came out. Um, we both watched the first episode. Um, what yeah. did you think of it? I, I, again, I, he can do no wrong in my eyes. Um, first of all, when I was a kid, Boba Fett was my favorite character because he was so mysterious. Yep. There was like, you knew basically nothing about him. He appeared for 20 minutes in Empire Strikes Back. And then he obviously was in Return of the Jedi for a lot longer. And then you learn more about like how he came to be in, in Attack of the Clones. And then, so they build up again. This I mean, it's Disney. So it's it's Disney, it's Marvel, it's it's Lucasfilms, all, all the same company. They just have this knack for tying together these massive properties and making them all kind of intertwined. But I, I loved the the way they, without giving away too much, they 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 explain why he's been gone for so long and what's like you know what what happened after the last time you saw him back in the original Star Wars film. So it's just it's it's phenomenal. Yeah, and the the thing is is. If you actually look up, it's some amazing statistics. So he's basically my favorite person from the old movies as well. He's in it. It's some ridiculous number, like 12 minutes total. Yeah. And has a total of like 30 words. 
That's all he says and does. But again, it is the mysterious part of it that you're talking about that really draws you to it. So not yeah. to ruin anything, but if you would like to know how Boba Fett survived, just Google Patton Oswalt Star Wars Parks and Recreation because they took something he did about 10 years ago and they seamlessly worked it into Boba Fett getting out of the Sarlacc pit. So it was pretty funny yeah. that it's something he talked about 10 years ago and yet they worked into it. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. Well, before we get too deep into all that stuff, um, we gotta we gotta recap Christmas because I know we've already had this conversation, but uh, you, you had some pretty funny damn stories about <laughs> about Christmas and your dad that I, I don't want to miss. <laughs> yeah. So, well, first off, is my first question to you is, what did you get for Christmas? What did you actually unwrap on Christmas Day that you didn't buy for yourself? Um, I had asked for a bunch of clothes because we talked about this before. If I want something, I go buy it, right? So, and and the stuff that I buy is usually pretty expensive. It's usually like music equipment or or video equipment. So, um, so when when people ask me what I want for Christmas, it's always like stuff that I won't go buy for myself, and that's clothes. I hate clothes shopping. So, and my family has better taste in clothes than I ever will. So, I would rather them go, you know buy stuff for me that they think I would like because more times than not, it looks better than anything I could put together on my own. So yeah, I, I had a ton of clothes, gifts and some ski gear and, um, you know, some winter stuff. So all, all good stuff, some stuff for Colorado. Obviously everybody knows we bought a place in Colorado. So a lot of people were giving us, you know, stuff that's useful out there. What about you? I, on the other hand, unwrapped nothing. So the wife didn't, me and the wife don't exchange gifts, so fair enough. But what we usually do is the kid buys something, the kids buy something for us. So like my wife, the kids got her a sweater, Snoopy sweater. She's a big fan of Snoopy. So I got it for her and we wrapped it. I got nothing. Um, my dad didn't give anything. I guess I'm, I've aged out of getting gifts from my dad as well. Um, he used to give cash for a few years and, and not even like of 20 years ago, even up to a year or two ago, but now he doesn't anymore. So I actually got nothing. I joked that the only thing I really did get was the bill, right? Because I'm going to have to pay for everything. <laughs> but um, one thing that I've used now is buying my own gifts. I'm going to take Christmas that I got nothing, roll it in with my birthday coming up in a couple months, and I'm going to buy myself a home arcade system. One of those old school big games um, that have been revamped and, and improved where there'll be like five, 6,000 games on it. So it'll be great. So uh, it's gone down from seven thousand to five thousand because when we talked about it this morning, it was seven thousand. Was that a made up no, number? It's around seven thousand. I don't know the exact number. There was one that had eighty-seven thousand games. Jesus which Christ! I can't. It's going to take you a half hour to find the game you want to play. It, it's it's got to have rock carving on it. Like that's how far back it has to go to have eighty-seven thousand games. Um, no, the one I have is I don't remember which one. I've looked at so many doing like price shopping and stuff that. Most of them have between five and 10,000 games. But the make or break for me, the reason why I'm going with this one company is this is the only company that has Space Ace and Dragon's Lair, which yeah, were classic state-of-the-art technology when they came out 25, 30 years ago. Um, well, they were basically cartoons. Yeah, it was like, like Pixar they, for kids, they, they basically. Looked- yeah, they, they looked nothing like a video game with little characters jumping around. It looked like an actual cartoon that you got to control what he did. Yeah, so that's the that's been the, the deciding factor on what actual system I get. But once I order it, I'll fill people in on exactly how many games it has. 
Um, but right. yes, you're right. Like it'll take forever. Oh, this one has a favorites list, thank God, um, which will allow <laughs> me to put the 10 or 15 games that I want near the top. But otherwise, you know, you're going through numerous games to get to something you want. Does it have Mr. Do? Um, I, I don't know. I'll check. That was one of my favorite games. It has to have Super Mario Brothers, right? It has those. It has Dig Dug, Centipede, like all the true arcade games. Um, obviously, Pac-Man, Miss Pac-Man, things like that. Galaxia. Nice. So those are all like standard issue. Like everybody had that. There was no, that didn't differ- differentiate anybody when I was looking at the stuff. It was mm-hmm. this next level. And then this one has, I think it's called like the Nintendo pack, right? Which has a lot of the Nintendo games and um, a few of the other packs that are like added on. So we'll yeah, I, I can't imagine, even if it's only 5,000 and I say only with air quotes and jokingly because 5,000 games is freaking ridiculous. And I just, I can't imagine there being other stuff that you're going to want. Agreed. You know, the other thing though is every once in a while, like we'll use the Switch online and we'll play some of these mm-hmm. really old games. And my kids are like, this is terrible. <laughs> I know. What I was is, just going to say, your son's going to hate it. I'm like, this is what I fucking grew up on, man, this kind of game. <laughs> your son's going to be like, I'm not using that. Those, the graphics are horrible. So with the stress of buying for Christmas, as you talked about in the last episode, did you end up forgetting anybody or did you remember everybody you needed to? I didn't. I didn't forget anybody, although... Um, last time we recorded, I stressed over it because we recorded well into midnight on Christmas Eve and uh, or Christmas Day, technically. And um, I, I stressed about it, but I didn't forget anybody. But um, the most annoying thing is when like, you send out a bunch of cards and gift cards and stuff like that. When people don't acknowledge that they got it, now I'm like, okay, did they not get it? Or did they forget? Like, you know, I don't care if they forgot, but I want to make sure that they got it and I don't look like the asshole for not sending a gift. Well, not everybody got, I guess, the cat ass calendar that has to immediately respond to you, right? A gift card to like the gap doesn't trigger a response like, uh, why did I get a cat ass uh, calendar for Christmas? (laughs) I actually got that same calendar for my father-in-law too. (laughs) We have this thing going back and forth. He got me... uh, World's best mullets, and every month has a picture of like a mullet. <laughs> you, you guys, both you and your father-in-law, you said you, you guys know uh-huh. that there's like bikini model ones and like car ones and stuff like that, right? I'm just checking. Yeah, but that's not nearly as fun. Yeah, well, it, it, last year I got him a dog shit calendar, and every every month it has a dog shitting, like with like a turd actually coming out of its ass. <laughs> and he, it, they actually put it up in their kitchen. I don't think they're going to do this year's because the. Uh, the, the the cat's assholes is a little bit too graphic, and every cat is male, so you see it's big hairy balls. Yeah. <laughs> so what do you think is worse? The guy who is walking his dog and decides to take a picture of him shitting, or the friend he shows it to who's like, dude, let's make a calendar? Which, where, where do you think it falls off there? <laughs> I'm going to go 50-50 on yeah. that one. <laughs> although, although, the fact that somebody thought that was a great business idea, and it was because... They're selling like hotcakes on Amazon around Christmas time because it's like the gag gift thing. Yeah. So Christmas Eve, we celebrated at my house. Um, you know, we made the six, six and a half fishes. I forgot one, so we only made six. But mm. Christmas Day, we went to my cousin's house. So my cousin who lives not even five minutes from me, who I lived with for a year when we were building the house. And the reason why we were living with them is 
we were renting an apartment in another town, and you're not allowed to do that in Connecticut. You have to, it's called where the child lays their head. Um, and the reason why they call it that is because if you have divorced parents, if the kid lives more in one district than another, that's the school they have to go to. So we were living the next town over, we were in an apartment, and my fucking daughter tells the school that we don't live in the town. I don't know what she told him or how she told him, but because she's so scared of of lying or which I guess is a good thing, right? I'll, I'll appreciate yeah. that when I ask her, was that a cigarette you just smoked? But so we had we moved in with my cousin for a year. So my dad knows where this place is. Not only has he been there for parties and shit, but he knows exactly where it is because we lived there and he came over many times. So Christmas Day, I forgot something at home. So I went to get it on the way back. Me and my cousin are in the car. I think my dad's in front of me. It looks like his car. It has a New York license plate. So I start beeping because I can clearly tell he doesn't know where he's going. He's like stopping at a house, looking. Must be going, is this it? This isn't it. Gets down to my cousin's house. I start beeping that I'm going to turn. I start pointing. I turn into the driveway. Person keeps driving. So I'm looking down the street to see like if they turn around, trying to get their attention, nothing. So I'm like, oh, you know what? I guess it wasn't my dad. I just thought it was, it isn't. One hour later, my dad pulls up and drives in and I'm like, I, I just have a question. I'm like, did you pass by the house an hour ago? And he's like, yeah, I couldn't remember what house number it was. So bearing in mind, he has GPS. He has my phone number. He could have easily have called and been like, what house number is it? He basically drove so far into the town that he got lost because the street isn't like, oh, you go to the end, you make a left, a left and a left and you're back in front of the house. No, it's not like that. It's, it's like a, the end of the street turns into a four-way turn. You go to the next one, it turns into another four-way turn. So like, Yeah, it, it's not like a grid. Yeah, it's like a fucking artery, right? It just keeps getting a little yeah. more. So hour later, he shows up. I'm like, where the fuck were you? He's like, I had to stop at a gas station for directions. So how <laughs> stubborn is he that instead of calling somebody who he knows knows where the address is, he went to a gas station to, to get directions? So question for you, do you think he's stubborn or do you think he's starting to get a little bit senile and afraid to admit it, which I guess would also be stubborn? He comes off too mean to be stubborn on occasion, so I don't know if it's that. <laughs> but the other thing is, if if I couldn't remember the number of the house, what am I telling the guy when I'm asking him for the house? Right? Like, that's the other thing. But no, I don't think my dad, my dad has hearing issues. Oh my God, does he have fucking hearing issues and he won't listen um, and he won't get a hearing hearing aid. No, he refuses to get one. Oh man, hearing aid technology is so good now. Yes. You wouldn't even know you had it. You'd actually be able to hear things. So like when we walk into his- It's Bluetooth too. So you can, you don't even have to fucking touch your phone. Nice. So when he, when we walk into his house, you feel like you've gone to a rock concert because the TV is so fucking loud. Um, But no, he refuses to get one. So I don't know. Oh, that's fucking funny. A buddy of mine who I used to work with, who's my age, right? And I never knew he had hearing problems. Um, He had hearing aids. And every once in a while, I would like say something to him and he would just kind of nod his head and smile and wouldn't respond. And I'm like, dude, what the fuck? After like two years of working together, um, he goes, he pulls one of his hearing aids out and he's like, fuck, I think I need to change the batteries. (laughs) I'm like, I had no fucking clue that you had a hearing aid. 
And he's like, oh yeah, I listen to music all the time on him. No, most, most people don't even know that I have music playing. And I'm like, you motherfucker. Like every time I talk to you, like it flashed back to me. Every time I talked to you and you didn't respond, you were listening to music, weren't you? He's like, yep. Yeah. The old hearing aids, you know, when we were kids, they were like having earmuffs on your ears, right? They were massive. Yeah. They were around the back. Like they were significant in size. The new ones, like you put it in your ear and it's done. Like it's crazy. So yeah, and I don't understand why AirPods, well, I guess because of the microphone, um, but AirPods are, are so big compared to like the new technology hearing aids. Like you, you, you don't even know that they're there. Well, you didn't like the first version of the wireless AirPods, which were literally just cutting the cord and it was the same AirPod from before. <laughs> Yeah, I have a love-hate relationship with AirPods because they're constantly fucking connecting to other shit yes. and not what I need them to connect to. New Year's resolutions, other than getting your AirPods to work. Have you made any New Year's resolutions? No, I um, I mean, there's the standard like, hey, I'm going to get in shape and I'm going to eat better. And, and the wife and I are doing the the dry January thing just in, in an effort to to cut out some alcohol and some unnecessary calories. Um, other than that, no, yeah, I'll go to the gym probably three times a week for the next month and then I'll slowly fade off and then I won't go for another three months or I'll go up until like we have a trip coming up in April, uh, in, in Cabo, I'll probably go hard until then so that I look fairly, fairly decent in a bathing suit. And then, uh, and then for the rest of the year, I'll probably just become a fat slob again. So was it your choice to do the dry January with your wife? Oh, hell no. I would never, ever come up with some stupid shit like that. <laughs> <laughs> wait, wait. So you don't want me to drink? What? That's the dumbest thing ever. Yeah, I could easily do it. No problem for me. Yeah, you don't drink at all. Though I had a, I had one Raspberry Mike's Hard Lemonade at Christmas. Mm -hmm. uh, my cousin had it in her fridge. I was like, oh, I want to try it. It was really good, actually. Um, yeah, they are good. And it felt like it was feeding time in the zoo, and I was a lion mauling a deer because like everybody kept looking at me like you drinking holy shit is that a drink <laughs> like yeah like i just wanted a drink it's, it's a spectacle yes so what well, it, i always every time we go out like to vegas i'm like hey is, is tonight the night is tonight the drinking night and like you're like eh, eh, and i'm yeah. doing it well and when we have done that it's ended very poorly but yes that's another show <laughs> what did you do over the break um, went skiing with my son. So, uh, for the first time in many, many years, um, actually probably the first time ever, uh, my son and I had uh, a couple days where we both had off and were available. So we decided to go up to the condo in Denver and then, uh, and then we went skiing and survived some super dicey road conditions, um, you know, driving to and from the mountain and uh, actually watched a tractor trailer almost jackknife across the entire freeway and slide. It was pretty scary. Uh, nothing ended up happening. He luckily missed all the cars on the road somehow, but uh, it was snowing pretty uh, pretty viciously when, when we were driving up to the mountain. So pretty scary. So when you were leaving to go there, right, tons of flights were getting canceled. The morning of your flight, there was a shooting in Colorado. I don't remember where. Mm -hmm. might have been Denver. might not have been. There was wildfires going on. Wildfires and this horrendous snow on the mountain, which you expect, right? Because you are going up into the mountains. And um, the 15th wave of COVID-19. Right. Um, COVID-19, 20, and 21, the sequels. <laughs> um, <laughs> did you at all feel like, you know what, maybe God does not want me to go skiing today? 
Now, mo- most of that stuff happened while we were already in the motions of doing the trip. So, like, I didn't find out about the shooting until we got there. Um, and, and it feels like there's, like, one shooting a week now. So it's it was pretty much right on time. Um, the wildfires, it, it happened while we were there. Um, the, I mean, the flights, they've been, because of the pilot shortage and the weather, they've been canceling flights, like, every day for the last two months. So I was actually surprised the, the flight went through, like... I bought the flight. It didn't get canceled. It was it was a full flight. So I mean, obviously there was a reason why they didn't cancel it because they're going to obviously prioritize, you know, their their full flights versus like a flight where the plane's half full. They'll probably cancel that a lot quicker. But I, I got to imagine if you're traveling somewhere that's not as popular as Denver from Phoenix to Denver, then uh, it's probably not quite the same experience. But it was fine. I mean, again, most of that stuff happened during the act of traveling. So didn't get canceled. So did you hear about any of this stuff while you were getting ready to go? Or was Mm -mm. it, no. So you kind of like either in the air on the way. So in 1996, I know it's a long time ago, I was in the process of getting ready to go to the airport. I was tying my shoes and the TWA flight from, I think it was JFK overseas, blew up. Oh, like Jesus as Christ. I'm going that to the fucking airport. Right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's, so that was a weird feeling. It was a different airport. I think that was JFK and I was leaving from LaGuardia. But still, that's a fucked up feeling to know that that just happened and I was getting ready to go to the airport. So, yeah, that's freaking, that's super creepy. Yeah. But being um, young and dumb, I still went and took my flight. Yeah. Thankfully, airline accidents don't happen all that often. Um, when after 9-11 that happened in September, they reopened the airports, I think October, November, um, December, I had to go fly out to Montreal and it was, I mean, all the things that are now normal, the extra security, the take off your shoes, the, all that shit was all brand new then. And um, I just remember that being an eerie feeling, like still to that, you know, getting on that flight, you're like, all right, there there have been hundreds of thousands of flights since 9-11, but it's still in the back of your mind the entire time. And you get on the plane and you're looking at everybody on the fucking plane. You're like, all right, which one of you is, come on, fucker, I'm going to get you. <laughs> so I, um, I know we're getting off track here, but I flew on 9-11 a couple years afterwards. And I knew it was 9-11. I made the decision to fly on 9-11. Um, but it was it's still a very eerie feeling. But I was in the airport. And the guy next to me just randomly is like, wow, this airport's really dead today. He's like, I think this is the least amount of people I've ever seen. So I was like, you know today's 9-11, right? And he was <laughs> like, oh. So it was bad enough to be flying. Like, I knew at least I was flying on 9-11. This guy right. just found out while we're waiting to board <laughs> that it's 9-11. So, um, Whoopsie. Yeah. So, um, so during the break, we did um, a couple things. Right? The kids, we took them to an indoor water park, which it's on this big complex that also has a casino attached to it. So that was nice. So during the day, they went to the water park. My wife got her day drinking on. At night, I went to the casino for a little bit. So, Something that happened at the the hotel when we first checked in. This is this is embarrassing, but I'm going to tell it anyway. I, I consider this all these podcasts. I actually consider a 
verbal diary or journal, I guess men usually have journals, to my kids, right? They can listen to it. Hopefully they laugh at these things. Some of them will be like, wow, that's fucked up. Are you, this is the part that just absolutely floors me. Um, Not only are these episodes mostly not kid appropriate, they're not adult kid appropriate. Like my kids watch it. So I kind of like, you know, have to temper some of the things that I say. You don't have the same approach to podcasting that I do, and you just let it all out. And I, I'm, I mean, I can't help but think in the back of my mind, oh, that's going to come back and bite them. <laughs> can't wait till the kids listen to that one. Even if they're 20, they're going to be like, oh my God, my dad is a fucking psycho. <laughs> if I'm dead, they'll look back fondly. If I'm still alive, <laughs> they might open some cases on me. But, <laughs> but speaking of, <laughs> speaking of like putting it all out there, College friend reached out and said, I don't remember if I mentioned this. He said, hey, is this your podcast you're pushing or is this somebody else's? So I said, it's mine. So he was like, oh, cool. I'm going to give it a listen. So I was like, look, first one, we really were trying to find our way. I don't think it's necessarily one of the better ones. I'm like, you should start at episode five, which for those who remember, if you don't want to look it up, it's the one where I nicked my balls while trying to shave my balls. The guy listens to it. He writes me the next day. He's like, Dude, you can't be throwing people into the deep end like this. Like, you got to give me some warning. He's like, he's like, that can't be the first episode I listened to. <laughs> so, uh, so sorry, I got I distracted myself. So we're at the place. We check in. We go to the pool. Everybody gets in their swim trunks. They go in the water. I get ready to go in the water, and I'm like, you know what? I feel like I got to take a shit. I'm like, so. I don't want to go in the water and then have to go to the bathroom and get right out. So I'm like, you know what? I'm going to go to my room um, and go to the bathroom. I don't use public bathrooms um, unless it is truly, truly the option is shit myself right now or use this public bathroom. Otherwise, I'm not using it. (laughs) And sometimes you'll choose to shit yourself right now. If I'm on a train from New York City, those bathrooms are disgusting. I'll take the shit myself, get off the train, call my wife to come and pick me up. <laughs> I'd be like, I'm at this stop. I've shit myself. Bring pants, baby wipes, <laughs> and keep the windows open. So <laughs> I, can, I can totally see that happening. So I go to the bathroom in the room, clog the toilet. So I'm like, motherfucker. And so now I'm like, all right, what do I do here? So the MacGyver in me, or for you younger kids, the MacGruber, which is just a ripoff of MacGyver. Yeah. I go and take one of the the hangers that have a metal bottom for pants, break that off, go into the bathroom trying to clear out the clog. It's, you do realize the, the the drain is like S shaped, right? Yes. You you chose a fucking straight rod to try well, and clean it out bent your a little shit. bit, but clearly not enough. So tried that for a couple minutes, couldn't do it. I'm like motherfucker. So thankfully, as a good Boy Scout always is, and I was never a Boy Scout though, I always carry gloves with me. So I put on a glove. Grabbed some loose toilet paper, started picking stuff out of the toilet, putting it into a bag to get it in a reasonable place where somebody has to come in and unclog it. There's no plunger. There's no toilet cleaner, like nothing that I could possibly use in there. So I do that. And I call downstairs and I'm like, yeah, I'm like, we just got here. I'm like, I just went to use the toilet for the first time. It's clogged. I think it was clogged before we got here. Um, I was like, can you send somebody up? So like, Absolutely. So in the meantime, I'm going to go back to the pool. So I take the the bag of shit and to- and toilet paper, walk down the hall You're with a disgusting it. Disgusting human. What? 
I said, you're a disgusting human. <laughs> Walked down the to- the hallway with it, and I put it in the garbage that's at the end of the toilet. So, I'm mean, at the end of the the hallway. So, in essence, probably Which is now going to smell like yeah. shit anytime someone walks by. <laughs> and I would, if somebody said something, I would be like, "Yeah, you're right. This is disgusting. I don't know what's happening." <laughs> <laughs> One time, I had to take a shit at work because I had milk in my coffee. The fuckers, and it was so bad. The smell was so bad. That when I was done, I, I actually went to another bathroom to wash my hands because I'm like, <laughs> I don't want somebody to come in here and think I did this, even though even though I was the one who did it. So, so yeah, so that was uh, the first five minutes of me being in the hotel. Oh, God. Yeah. I, <laughs> so yeah. the other good thing was the casino was five minutes away. At night, I went to the casino after everybody went to bed and... Um, I ended up leaving with their money. I was determined not to lose because I was up a couple hundred bucks right away. And I'm like, you know what? Even if I leave with 25 of their bucks, I'm not giving it all back. But the last hand that I watched on my table, I wasn't even a participant in it, was a dream hand, right? You always dream that you get a pair that you can split, get some good double cards, maybe another split, and the dealer has either a shitty hand or a really weak hand. So the dealer had a seven showing the player got seven, split, split, split. Next thing you know, he has six hands up. He's doubled a few. He's gotten tens. He had good hands all around. So he had, on a $100 bet, he ended up having about nine or $1,000 on the table. And the pit boss comes over because we're all like kind of fucking so amped up from this. We're like, oh my God, you got to, oh, you got to double this. You got to, it's a four, it's 11 now. So we're kind of egging him on. The guy's doing it, doing everything that the book says to do. And, you know, I tell the dealer, too, I'm like, look, don't have one of those fucking hands where you flip over a five and then a three and then another three. I'm like, just have the fucking 10 underneath like we play the year half. Flips it over, 10 underneath, 17. Guy wins four out of the six, pushes on the other two. Perfect fucking hand. So was so amped up that I was like, you know what, I'm kind of done. But the pit boss was next to us. And the guy asked it first. The guy's like, can I take a picture of my cards? And he's like, look, I can't tell you yes, but here's what I'll do. He's like, I'm going to turn around for 10 seconds and whatever happens, happens. He's like, but I can't actually say yes to you to do that. So he's like, all right, that's fine. So that guy turned around. He took a picture. I took a picture. So it was just so energetic that I'm like, the rest of the night's going to be a letdown, even if I were to win. <laughs> so I walked away from there. It peaked. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Usually when I do some shit like that, I end up losing a grand. In five minutes. <laughs> yeah. Well, exactly. That's when <laughs> I want to flip happens. the table. Right. Yeah. Those are the ones that make or break your night because you either throw down a bunch 21. of money. So I hear we have a new listener. Oh, yeah. Pretend like you haven't heard this story before. So um, my dad has this friend that he's known since he was, uh, I guess, like growing up in the neighborhood, like, you know, legitimately like high school. And um, his name is Lou. And uh, I've known Lou for a while. Lou and I have talked many times. Lou has done some jobs with my dad, has hired my dad as an electrician for and a, you know, a, a, a contractor for a lot of these jobs. So they, they go back a long time. So when my dad was going through his kind of memory issues, when I brought him out here and we were kind of figuring things out still, Lou and I were in, in, in touch quite often because, you know, he was, he obviously cared. He's like, hey, how's your father doing? Is there anything I can do to help? So we went back and forth for a while, but I haven't heard from Lou in a while. Well, unbeknownst to me, Lou has a son that's roughly our age, 
that also knew my dad and my dad did some work for him and their him and his wife's you know new home and they knew my dad so when he heard um about my dad's situation he was super upset he was like hey i want to reach out so he got my number and we were chatting last week like three four days ago and just kind of going back and forth he's like you know hey i know you don't know me but you know he introduced himself and super cool dude, just absolutely super cool dude. Um, and he's like, Hey, I realized that you had a podcast. Mm. So I started listening to your podcasts and I was pleasantly surprised when you would give updates on your dad. So I started listening to all the episodes so that I can get, you know, keep along with the updates. And he actually was like, Hey, the podcast is awesome. Like, you know, definitely keep doing it. He's like, but I look forward to the updates on your dad. So, uh, so I feel like I, 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 first of all, his name is Joe. Joe, welcome. Um, I do believe he's still watching the video portion of our podcast. We stopped doing videos after, what was it, episode 36? Yeah, in the summer. 46? Yeah. So um, at some point, the video podcast does end, and you have to listen to it on uh, on either Spotify or one of the thousand other podcast platforms that are out there. But Spoiler uh, alert for Joe. <laughs> Yes, yeah, spoiler alert. <laughs> At some point, you're going to run out of video. Uh, so future Joe, when you hear this, welcome to the podcast. Thanks for listening. And uh, well, I, I guess I have to give an update on my dad now. <laughs> so my dad, uh, I went and saw him on Christmas uh, Eve and brought him a gift. And then, you know, if you listen to the last episode, you want to get the details on that. But he's right now, they are waiting for him to get approved for financial aid from the state of Arizona. So now that he's an Arizona resident, um, once he gets approved for that, they'll, um, they're going to move him into a memory care facility, like a, like a, an assisted living area, hopefully closer to me. Cause right now he's like over an hour away. But, um, I mean, the, we talked about this before the monthly fees on some of these memory care facilities are like anywhere from 6,000 to $10,000 a month. I can't afford that. He obviously can't afford that. So without the state aid, it's going to be really hard to get him the proper care that he needs. So um, he should be approved fairly soon. This is the fourth time we're applying for it. And uh, the doctor that treated him at the hospital is actually helping us. He's like, I've done this before. Trust me, it's in the bag. I know I know what to say in order to get them to approve him. So the doctor's definitely helping us out there. So hopefully within the next uh, few weeks, we'll have him moved a little bit closer so that I can go uh, visit him more often. Great. So you know what's great about doctors who like, I don't want to say game the system because I, I think they understand how the system works and figured out a way how to work within it, right? So as an example, last two years ago or so, um, I needed an MRI for my back. I hurt my back again. I had surgery quite a few years ago, but I hurt my back again. I need an MRI. And the doctor's like, well, if you don't have this, this, and this, they're going to they're gonna deny it. So he's like, so he asked me a couple questions and he's like, did you ever have this? What about this? What about that? So at one point I said, well, I had back surgery like five years ago. Um, and I mentioned that I had skin cancer on my leg. He's like, good enough. He's like, once you have something like that, they can't say no to it. He's like, I'm just going to document that. And it's a follow-up to that and you'll be fine. So, you know, it's good when when people figure some of that stuff out, right? And they know ways around it. Yeah, because the system itself sucks balls. Yep. So when, whenever you can get somebody that understands the system and how to get through it, I mean, for the most part, the system gets in the way of good healthcare. It's just because there's so many loops and so many hoops that you have to jump through to get anything done. 
that um, you really need someone to help you navigate the system, particularly elderly people for like, I can't imagine it took my wife and I the better part of nine months just to get him the right level of care so that he could be diagnosed with what we already knew he had. And the diagnosis opens up the door to a whole bunch of other benefits. Once they know that, Hey, you have dementia or you have, you know, Alzheimer's, here are all the facilities that are now available to you because of that. But getting to that point, I mean, it took us, like I said, nine months and we had help along the way. We had like three different people that their entire job was to help you navigate the VA healthcare system and the state of Arizona healthcare system, just the government in general. It was a freaking nightmare. Yeah. And so like, you know, sometimes with those forms, look, I, I have a master's level education, right? Whether I'm an idiot or not, it's a different story. I have a master's level education. I'm also an accountant who specializes in healthcare. Sometimes I look at those forms that I'm helping my parents with, and I'm like, how the fuck is somebody supposed to understand this? I'm like, I don't even understand this. And this is what I do for a living, (laughs) some of this stuff. Yeah. So it's crazy. But so speaking of doctors, um, my I blew out my knee two years ago. People might remember um, the ice capades, as it's been nicknamed, um, where I slipped on black ice, blew out my knee, my left knee. Um, for many years, we actually had the video of yes, you slipping and falling, and posted it in one of the videos. <laughs> yes. My the YouTube videos. my right knee used to be the problem before that, but now that knee's been acting up again. And so I, I always say, like, when I well, first of all, I think I'm funny, right? So I'll just start there. I don't. Other people do or don't. That's their choice. I think yeah, I'm that funny. makes one of us. <laughs> yeah, fifty percent of this podcast <laughs> thinks I'm funny. <laughs> <laughs> Um, Actually, you pointed out last episode, 49% of this podcast thinks you're not funny. 49.99% does not. So majority rules. So, um, and the other thing is, sometimes I will say things, and I know this sounds weird, but sometimes I'll say things that surprises myself, right? And so I, I enjoy when a good joke hits and people enjoy it and People laugh about it. And my wife fucking uses my jokes at her office and doesn't tell people that they're my, mine. <laughs> takes credit for yeah, it. <laughs> which is annoying. But I also like the complete other side. I have no issue when a joke completely fails. And so an example is I call my, my doctor, my knee doctor, and I get his assistant. And I'm like, look, my right knee's been bothering me. I'd like to make an appointment. So she's like, sure. She's like, what's the reason? So I'm like, well, I, I'm not 100% sure, but I think the reason's because I'm old and I'm fat. Silence. Like, just doesn't, no reaction. Crickets. And like, now I'm like, well, so you see, right? Like, the the, the joke there was <laughs> that the, the knee's bad just because I put a lot of weight on it and because of my age. Can you do Thursday? I'm like, yeah, yeah, I could do Thursday. That's fine. <laughs> so I actually took joy in that as well because I thought that was pretty funny. So the other thing I did over the break is we went to a retail outlet, you know, uh, stores, to, to buy some stuff. People who know GQ, I've talked about him before, buys the best of the best, doesn't really skimp on things, um, but he uses a cologne. It's called um, Creed. It's called Apollo? Creed or Creed's Apollo, something like that. Nothing to do with the boxer. Um, oh, no, it's Aventus. Creed's Aventus. That's what it's called. <laughs> um, and so I go into the store and I'm like, I smelled when we were in Vegas. Thought it smelled really nice. 
I'm like, you know what? I'm going to get this. I asked him which one it was. He told me. So I said to the guy, the guy's like, yep, sure. I got it. Goes and grabs it, brings it up, um, rings it up. How much do you think it was? Uh, let me guess. $450. <laughs> See, that's David playing on the fact that we already recorded this podcast. Because <laughs> he originally guessed much less. It was 450 bucks. So very quickly, I had to make a decision of, do I embarrass myself by being like, no, that's too much. I'm out of here. Or do I buy it and never tell my wife what it cost? So after a minute or so of deliberation, which is me looking at the guy me pretending to fumble for my wallet slash phone to pay. I was just like, yeah, I'm not buying that. <laughs> and I left <laughs> and I sent GQ a message. I'm like, you spent $450 fucking dollars on cologne? And he writes back, sorry, I actually said you spent $500 on cologne. He writes back, no, it only goes for $425. <laughs> so that was his justification. He writes back, no, you're getting ripped yeah. off. <laughs> That's $25 so. too much. How has your uh, Pop-Tart expedition gone? Oh, yeah. So the um, the Fruit Loop Pop-Tarts that we talked about a few episodes ago, I finally found them. And uh, it's funny because my, my opinion on them has changed since we recorded this earlier <laughs> today. Because after we were done recording and we had talked about it, I immediately went and made some Pop-Tarts. I've had them, I've had them uh, toasted now, so hot, and I've had them just cold. And I didn't like them as much toasted, although I will say they do taste just like Fruit Loops. Um, they have kind of a soapy texture, soapy flavor to it. So I'm like, I bet you these will taste really good, cool, like just out of the wrapper, not not toasted, because I've never eaten hot Fruit Loops before. So that's probably why it feels, you know, kind of icky. Uh, yeah, I had them today. at the they taste like Fruit Loops, but I just, it's just not as good as actually eating Fruit Loops. And, uh, you know, I, you know, they can't all be winners. <laughs> do you think, like some of your jokes, do you think this goes Ooh. back to you can't go home again, right? Like it's a flavor from your childhood that you loved. And I, yes, granted, it is in a different way, but, you know, you were, it's, it's really the environment that maybe you loved about them, right? Being a kid, the innocence. No responsibilities, uh, or am I looking too deep I don't know. into it? No, I think you're looking too deep into it. Because we talked about, remember when the 50th anniversary of Fruity Pebbles mm -hmm. came out? And there was fucking Fruity Pebbles milk, Fruity Pebbles coffee creamer, Fruity yep. Pebbles fucking everything. I loved all of that shit and bought all of it and enjoyed it while they had that. In fact, I was bummed when they stopped making it. I get it. It was a limited time thing. But... Um, you know, that's one of those flavors that I think will carry on into my old age. But, uh, and, and Fruit Loops wasn't my favorite cereal as a kid, but I liked it enough to where, you know, I was kind of excited about the prospect of a Pop-Tart in that flavor. The other one is Apple Jacks. Another like, favorite cereal that? of mine. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I see them all the time. So Apple Jacks, like if they were like an Apple Jacks flavored Pop-Tart or or creamer or something like that i would totally do that so you were having fruit loops and apple jacks as a kid right you you must have been one of those rich kids you probably had separate shampoo and conditioner too right <laughs> like because i had like frosty o's and apple circles and shit like that where they were these fruity rocks yeah, they were these bags you could buy at the supermarket that were like discount versions of those same cereal yeah, I still see those today, actually. Dude, they're, they taste they're actually exactly crazy. the same if you ever get them. No, they don't. They don't. 
Uh-uh. I'm going to call bullshit See? on that. I've tried them. Separate they're shampoo just, and conditioner. Slightly off. Fucking. Slightly off. Enough to where you're like, yeah, that's not the. <laughs> that's not what I remember. All right. So before we wrap up, I want to talk about um, one of the things that you could get away with when you were younger that you can't get away with now. And this, somebody wrote this to me. I don't remember who, but somebody recommended this to me as kind of a write-in topic. Something you can get away with as a kid. Brings me back younger. to the uh, brings me back to the uh, one crazy question yeah. that we used to do. Kind of. We should bring that back. Yeah. Something to look forward um, to. I think I've told this story before, um, but I'll tell it again in in a in a, in a quicker fashion. <laughs> when I was in college in in my fraternity, um, we were living in the fraternity house, and we threw parties quite often, uh, a minimum of once a month. And they were big parties, anywhere from 50 to 100 people. And um, we did this thing. And this, you just, one, as an adult looking back on it, I'm embarrassed that we did this. And then two, society's changed. And I don't think you could ever get away with anything like this before. But And three, you, know, you have a daughter who's in college. Yes, and I have a daughter <laughs> who's in college. So now I'm I'm like super like sensitive to it. But um, but I mean, when you're when you're a young twenty something year old dude in college, what's the one thing that you want to do? Well, the two things that you want to do: you want to get drunk and you want to get laid. Right? Uh, you want to study so, and you want to get good grades. Those are the two things you want to do. Uh, I don't know who you are, but can you please put Michael <laughs> yeah, back? The on? guy who failed out of high school. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, we had these parties and we spent all this money on beer, and of course, you know, women don't necessarily love beer so it was definitely more for the guys and we'd buy the cheapest fucking beer we can get like keystone light or whatever um but we made um women would typically drink like fruity drinks so we made you know picture like a big um 24 gallon like igloo cooler the big red ones you know you put all the ice and shit in we would fill it up with everclear and um kool-aid and fruit as much fruit as we can possibly fit in it, right? We'd slice up the fruit. The fruit would sit there and soak up all the alcohol. And then this is where it gets dicey. At the end of the night, when people were starting to kind of like, you know, go home or whatever, there would always be a group of females sitting in. And since most of the alcohol was gone, they'd be eating the fruit. And, you know, I had a lot of predatory uh fraternity brothers that would just sit there and wait for the the women to kind of get a little bit too drunk and then uh and then send and then call them an uber and send them off on their yes, way yes that's the good ending yes exactly <laughs> even though uber <laughs> didn't exist when you went to college but it's totally fine <laughs> <laughs> so the thing for me that comes to mind is in your shell there used to be these carnivals right two or three times a year they'd be around the library they would come in on a thursday leave on a sunday but the one thing that stands out to me, it's not even something I did, but just that happened, was we used to have an aunt who smoked. Her name was Maria, and we used to call her Smokadia. <laughs> so she used to smoke. And at this carnival, they were giving out cigarettes, like a new brand, whatever the new brand was. Maybe it was Magna or Camel Menthol, whatever the fuck it was, they were giving them out. There were these little packs of four cigarettes in each one. And so she was trying to get as many as she could. And so she would go up to the guy, but then eventually the guy cut her off. And he's like, look, I've given you about four packs already. I can't give you any more. So all the kids started going up. And I mean, kids, like we were 10, 11, 12, and the guy would give them to us. Didn't give a shit. So I couldn't imagine in this day and age, kids being given cigarettes like that 
without the guy fucking getting locked up immediately or it being a fucking oh, fed yeah. trap. Oh, yeah. So yeah, definitely that was something that. that I remember. And I don't know what happened at Christmas, but something triggered this memory of this story. And I was like, oh, my God, I got to tell David this on the podcast. This is fucking insane. <laughs> so what do you think is worse, giving kids cigarettes uh, in, you know, the 80s or giving kids like a vape pen today? Like, what do you think would be like more, sh- you know, frowned or shunned by society? That's a good question. Um, I-, I think they both are, but the the so it's weird because the the alternative isn't oh don't use the vape pen take cigarettes because it's better it's don't do either, right? But right. vape pens have turned the corner where they're getting a lot of negative publicity now. Yeah. So I, I don't. That's that's a very good question. I don't know. Um, yeah, I, I can't yeah. answer that. It's just, I, I don't, there's so much we don't know about vaping and like, you know, what the long term effects of it because it's only been around five, 10 years. So typically, when the FDA approves shit, they, they do clinical tests for like 10 years before because they want to know is this going to cause cancer or not? And, and most of that shit. It's not like it just happens. It happens over over a longer period of time. So yeah, I just thought that was kind of funny because I remember I, my son and I were on the plane this past week coming back from Denver, and I was explaining to him how people used to smoke on airplanes. And that's like being in a bong, like literally being in the tube of a bong. Because so, it there's no way to get away from smoke on a fucking airplane. There's nowhere for the smoke to go. Yeah, and the best is like in the Vegas airport now, there is a glass tube area that's smoking. So you go in yeah. there and it's fully sectioned off. It has a ventilation system, doesn't get anybody else. And it's cloudy as fuck in there. On the plane, <laughs> you could have been fucked and been in the last row of non-smoking and the people <laughs> behind you smoking right there. So, Oh yeah, I forgot to point that out. There was a smoking section and a non-smoking section and I'm pretty sure you paid more for one or the other, but what the fuck, man? It's not like you can keep smoke in one section of the plane. Yes, exactly. So what is, where does QAnon fall on this? Is QAnon for or against uh. vaping? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, you know what? We have to do another episode and talk about QAnon again because everyone that was a part of that movement is kind of shunning that movement, except for the crazy crazies, right? There were the people that went off the way deep end, and they're still like hanging on to that fucking thread that you know that that Q is still a thing and all that shit is real. But then there's like everyone else that's trying to like pull back their lives because most of these people like got abandoned by their families and just got shunned by society. They're kind of like pulling back and saying, oh, I never believed in that shit or, oh, that's crazy. Or it's it's really weird to see some people kind of backpedal on that shit now. Maybe we should record on the 6th and do a anniversary edition for the capital uh, oh, revolution that happened last year. <laughs> yeah. Oh, we'll see what happens. See what happens this week. We will. With that... For the second time today, I am Michael Carter. And once again, I am David Michael. And we are Ridiculously, Ridiculously Bored. bored.